changing my physical body, changing my physiology, even simply going to the gym for a couple weeks, I knew immediately that my life was was changing. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Again, I'm appreciative of you taking the time to listen in, and I know we're going to be bringing maximum value for your time today. As you know at the show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. My guest today, my new friend, Brendan Eastman, is no one, uh, or part of me, is one of the best that's going to be able to help you with it. There isn't a lot better, which is exciting to talk about. He's he's built a business himself, become successful in it. We're going to jump a whole bunch into his story uh, he is a coach to coaches, which is kind of unique. He also helps people, entrepreneurs and performance and leadership. And he's the author of Be Extraordinary and the host of the Be Better broadcast. And as him and I have been getting to know each other, uh, you'll probably find out in the interview, but we're both very similar. We're into the same stuff. So we're gonna have a lot of fun today. Brandon, appreciate you, brother. Thanks for the time today. Ben, it's a pleasure being here. Thanks for inviting me on the show, brother. Much appreciated. Yep. We're going to have some fun. So um, as everybody wants to get to know you, I think stories are powerful, right? Because it gives us an opportunity to relate and connect and see. And I know you have a pretty fascinating one. So why don't we jump into that? Tell us a bit about where you began and how'd you get to where you are? <laughs> sure. So it's a long story. Uh, I'll, I'll skip most of the uninteresting parts. I, I think it really begins with who I've always been and who I feel that I still am to an extent, which is very interesting. It goes into the the whole concept of identity is I've always been the fat guy, man. I've always been the fat kid. You know, since I was young growing up, I've always had very low self-esteem at that point. I was always very shy, very quiet. And I was in an environment that fostered that, you know, I grew up around all the junk food and getting McDonald's three nights a week. And mm. I really just had the ultimate upbringing of whatever I wanted. And, you know, for those out there listening who can, who can relate, that's not always the best thing. You don't always mm. want to get what you want. And I remember I was always given excuses like, you know, oh, you're just big boned. You're this, you know, you'll, you'll grow into your body. But I never really grew into my body until I was about 22 years old, which we'll get to. But I remember in high school, it got to the point then where I was like, I got to change something, man. Like mm. I've always been known as the chubby kid the shy kid, afraid to approach girls, afraid to really talk to people in general. Hmm. And I started to like starve myself actually. Wow. And I started to eat a lot less. And I started taking like thermogenics for those out there who knows thermogenics help you burn fat. Hmm. And I would take that on an empty stomach and I would do anything to get the quick fix for the weight loss. Right. And I, I got it. I mean, I remember walking into my junior year of high school and I'll always remember this day. I felt on top of the world because I walked into the school the summer before I was fat. I walked back in and I was like a string bean, dude. Hmm. And it was like the first time in my life where I actually kind of felt good about myself. Looking back, I, I realized now like I didn't do it the right way. I was very unhealthy in a way. And uh, I gained the weight back. A couple hmm. years later, I gained it all back. I, I got into the world of sales when I was 18, right out of high school. And I finally discovered something I was good at. I enjoyed talking to people. I enjoyed, I was always a curious person. I loved asking people questions, which I'm sure you can relate to having a podcast. That's mm -hmm. pretty much all we do. Mm -hmm. And I found something I was good at, but it got to the point where I was really good at making money, but I was really bad at practically every other area of my life. I was overweight. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now at this point. Okay. Mm. I was thousands of dollars in debt which I'm sure you talk to a lot of people about. Mm -hmm. And it, for those who've been in debt or for, for those who are in debt, it feels like you're quite literally underwater. It feels like something you'll never escape. I was $20,000 in debt, making mm -hmm. a lot of money at the time, but it doesn't matter how much you make. It's about what you do with it. It's about what That's you right. keep. Yeah. So I was just in a very strange point in my life, man. And I was you know, 21 years old at this time. And I realized that I had to change things. And that's like what I mentioned to you before, a mentor came into my life mm -hmm. and I told him what I wanted. And he said, Brandon, there's no way that you're going to become a leader in this company and move up and be promoted because people aren't going to respect somebody who can't even respect themselves. Wow. And I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't say that. I was actually really pissed off. I really didn't For know sure. how to respond. I was going to leave the company. I was like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm a great salesperson. That must mean I can be a great leader. Obviously opposite end of the spectrum is where I was in terms of mindset. Yeah. And he decided for whatever reason, I still don't know why he did it, but he decided to take me under his wing. 
And he helped me to make significant changes, which I'm excited to talk about with you today. That's amazing, man. It's amazing. I think what's kind of neat about that is there's a lot of people that can relate um, to several parts of your story. But one is the idea of identity. They may not have been the fat guy or the fat kid, as you mentioned, but there was something that they, they maybe they were known as and they grew to tell themselves that this is who I am. And perhaps still at this point in their life, carrying that with them of not making the changes. Um, and then I think the other thing too is where as listeners are and people watching too, is maybe one area of life is very much excelling, but the rest feels like it could fall apart at any time. And uh, I think that's so important. You know, Jim Rohn, I'm sure you're very familiar with, but he talks about that idea of that uh, when, when we tell ourselves, well, this, this is the only area I let myself down and he said, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Right. So truly amazing. Truly amazing. It, it weighs all the other areas down, man. And I like what you just said there about, you know, we might even still carry this specific identity because mm -hmm. in my mind, it's going to sound crazy, mm -hmm. but in my mind, I still am that fat kid, sure. even though I, I, I feel great. I've got great energy. Yeah. When I'm at a restaurant, man, I look at the menu and I always want to get the giant fat burger with the French mm -hmm. fries. Mm -hmm. And you know, dude, sometimes I do, you know, mm -hmm. once every couple of weeks, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. But I have to consciously remind myself that's the path that will lead me to where I don't want to be. And I know that because I've been there. Yeah. So it's still every single day. I don't know if it'll ever stop, but right. it's a conscious awareness and reminder of yeah. where I was. And it's yeah. an awareness of this choice will lead me in this specific direction. And it's something that I work through every single day. Yeah. I love that you shared that. Cause I think that's so important as we're all progressing through our lives to really take a look at the conscious choices we're making and the unconscious ones, but in those moments of decision, where perhaps we would go into an unconscious pattern, whether it was to overeat, whether it's to drink, whether it's to, you know, who knows, sit there and scroll away on social media. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But if we can become aware and make that conscious choice to hold on a sec, this is not going to produce what I'm looking to produce. This isn't going to give me the result that I'm looking for is powerful. One of the things I've noticed in myself um, is I've been paying way more attention to where I'll go to stuff like that as a means of distraction of perhaps the way I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like what, what is it for you? Like, what will you, what will you go to? Well, I mean, there's lots of stuff, but I even noticed the other day where um, it was the middle of the day. I was just kind of feeling down in the afternoon, just feeling down. And so my go-to was, oh, I just need to go get something to eat. And, but to become aware of the only, I wasn't hungry at all. The yeah. reason why I was going to go get something to eat was have some kind of state change from that and, and, you know, kind of run away from the feeling. So one of the things I've been working lots on meditation, of course, helps with this, but we're working lots on is instead of go away from the feeling, feelings are normal. You know, we're all going to have uh, down feelings at times, but instead to really step into it and feel it. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. Beer would be another one too. I've noticed that for sure. Yeah. Just have a beer. And yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Anything to change your state, like what you said, right. I, I, I'm the same way. And mm -hmm. for me, for the longest time, it was social media. Mm -hmm. I would wake up in the first 30 minutes of my day would literally be me surfing through my phone, looking at all my notifications. I mean, these applications, yeah. I mean, their, their goal is to keep you on the platform longer. And totally. I mean, that's, they're a business, man. So I, I understand their goal and I respect yeah. the goal, but yeah. my goal isn't to have my time wasted, but it's, it's almost, it's like crack. It gets you it addicted is. to it. And yep. You're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And 10 minutes later, you're like, oh my God, why am I scrolling? You'll subconsciously go to the application. I'd still do this to this day. I'll find yeah. myself subconsciously about to yeah. hit LinkedIn. Yeah. And it's like, what am I doing? I just checked this 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And something that's helped me a lot with that, similar to what you said, where you'll allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. I'll notice myself doing that. But now I, I have a strict 30 minute, no phone rule. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not going yeah. my phone for the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think I actually, I might be wrong, but I think I actually got that from Robin Sharma. Yeah. He talks yeah. about that yeah. in the 5am right. club, yeah. because I mean, dude, if you can take, the, if you can take control of the first 30 minutes of your day, yeah. then you can control the rest of your day. And I know it sounds very cliche in this world of self-help that we're in right now. Everyone's yeah. talking about morning routine, do this yeah. when you wake up. Yeah. That one shift though, can make such a dramatic difference in your day. And all I, all I tell people is don't take it from me. Like anything I say, try for yourself, see what works for you. That's right. But when you can take control of that, it gives you so much more leverage over the rest of your day. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And uh, you two are, you and I are kindred spirits, man. We talk about the same stuff, but I've, it's what I've noticed in a lot of people and, and myself is that the, the morning routine, whatever it is for you, 
it really does set the stage for a day. And, and maybe it is a little bit cliche, but it's cliche for a reason because it freaking works, <laughs> right? It freaking works. And I have good friends of mine that same thing, their whole lives have been transformed by taking control of that first, whether it's 30 minutes or hour or 90 minutes, whatever it might be to really you decide what are the steps I want to take that move me forward towards who I really want to be. 100%. And, uh, yeah. I, I love it, man. I love it. So you, your mentor sits you down, says, listen, who's going to respect you if you don't respect yourself? He starts to mentor you. Now talk to us about what are some of the changes that you started to make that allowed you to break free from where the rest of life was falling apart? This is where I believe it can be a bit different for everybody. But for me at this point in my life, it was, it was my physical body, man. I realized yeah. I have to do something. I have no self-confidence, no self-esteem. And the first thing he did, he's like, hey, if you really want to make changes, you're going to start working out with me and going to the gym with me three times a week. Wow. And I was like, okay. I was actually really excited about it because no one teaches you how to work out. Mm. Like even in gym class, when you're in school, they don't teach you how to work out. You go play soccer, you get on those old scooters and you scoot around. Like you don't actually learn how to lift weights and what nutrition means and what you should put into your body and when you should eat food. So I was welcome to going to the gym with him. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll have someone there to actually help guide me. And this is why I think if someone does want to get their personal body under control or they have a specific fitness goal or whatever it is, get with a trainer, yeah. right? Whether it's an online yeah. trainer, a, a physical trainer, if you don't know how to work out, it might make sense to get a physical trainer. You can actually meet in person. But yeah. he started bringing me to the gym with him and that changing my physical body, changing my physiology, even simply going to the gym for a couple weeks, I knew immediately that my life was was changing in that moment. It doesn't take months and months and months for your life to change. Your life can literally change in an instant. Yeah. And that was me when I went with him and I worked out and he showed me exactly what to do. And I went home and the next day I was sore and we did it again. The next day after that, I said to myself, this is what I, I really enjoy this process. Hmm. I'm really enjoying this. Mm -hmm. And by working on my body, I started to change the way that I thought at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it started incorporating different emotions and he started to introduce different books to me. He gave me this book and I recommend it to everybody. A lot of people listening to this podcast has probably already read it. Mm -hmm. The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Of course. Yeah. Have you read The Secret? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a classic. And I will say for those, you know, there's a lot of people who say, oh, you know, The Secret's a cheesy book. It's a strange book. It, it's pretty cheesy, man. It, it sure. really is cheesy. And when I read it, I remember thinking as I read it, it says things like the overall premise for those who haven't read, I won't give it all away, but it's the law of attraction. It's right. that thoughts become things. What you yep. think about, you'll begin to attract into your life even more. The emotions yep. that you experience, you will begin to attract more emotions like that. And let me tell you, it's as real as the law of gravity. It's, 100%. It's, it has to be. It, it, yep. this, the, what it's done for me, what it's done for so many other people. So I read this book. I thought it was cheesy, but I realized what I've been doing isn't working for me yeah. and I've got to try something different. And if my mentor Keith thinks that this book is what I need right now, I'm going to follow exactly what it says. Yeah. And one of the main things, which goes back to what you said is the, the awareness and the consciousness. Really the biggest thing is to start becoming conscious and aware of how you feel throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Because when you can be conscious of how you feel and really be with that emotion and not attempt to change it, not attempt to do any of that, but simply start recognizing the way that you're feeling throughout the day. I would start recognizing after I read this book that I would feel sad for absolutely no reason at all. Hmm. I would feel sad. I would feel depressed. And I, hmm. I would ask myself, why do I feel this way? Hmm. Like nothing specific happened to make me feel this way. It was simply the programming mm -hmm. that I've been living with for the majority of my life. Yeah. And once I started becoming conscious of that programming while going to the gym with Keith three days a week, that's when everything changed for me, man. It's really just like you train your body at the gym, you train your mind, except the gym is literally with you at all times. You can yeah. always work the mind. You don't have to go anywhere specifically to do it. Yeah. Amazing, man. Amazing. So much great stuff to unpack in there for sure. You know, it um, It's funny. So I've, uh, I was not exercising, very inconsistent. And then last summer, I hired a personal trainer one day a week, one day a week. Wow. Started going, committed to it. It's been however long it's been. I go about three or four days a week now and doing some stuff with our buddy die too. And uh, 
But just to Brandon's point, though, in the physical arena, it's been amazing having someone there to support you, someone that knows what they're doing that can help you along with it. Incredible. So I couldn't agree more is if you if you can do it, hire a trainer, get with somebody that can help you with it. And then on the note of the law of attraction, we talk a lot about that on the show here. I love it. Of course, it works. It's 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 the truth. And one of the things I think that we need to realize, too, is that when we're feeling certain ways, what Brandon was doing was so valuable is not to ignore it, but to instead, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? What's causing it? And have you read any uh, Abraham Hicks stuff, Esther and Jerry? I haven't. Oh, no. you're, you're going to love them. Um, okay. And uh, I'll text it to you after. But uh, cool. uh, one of the things they teach, though, is this idea is that our feelings are like a guidance system. So if you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling down, you're feeling whatever, it's a trigger to remind yourself, oh, hey, I'm feeling this certain way. There's probably something I'm focusing on that's causing that. And then we can start to shift our focus. And of course, if we start to shift our focus, we start to shift the way we feel. We start to shift the way we feel. We're going to start to probably take a new action. And of course, it changes our attraction too. So I love it, man. Well said, dude. Absolutely. I mean, once I started to, and again, I think it's really important for those listening who you might be depressed, you might be anxious. Like I understand we're all at different stages. You Mm might've felt the way that we feel. And then later in your life, you started to experience these emotions again. It's, it's something that we're constantly working on. It's this journey through life. We're never quite there. We're never truly self masters. We're always Mm -hmm. on the journey to self mastery, which is what I talk about in my book. It's, it's the point of don't just, you know, feel the way, don't feel bad. And then think that because you feel bad, it's a bad thing. There's no such thing as good or bad. Everything simply just is. Yeah. And if I didn't have that experience when I was 21 years old, I wouldn't be here talking with you right now. If everything Mm -hmm. was all, you know, peaches and cream, then I Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here. I would simply be coasting and and probably doing the same thing I was doing back then. We experience these hardships and these emotions at, at the right time that we're meant to experience them. I truly believe that everything rolls out the way that it was meant to roll out. We're mm. simply along for the ride. We can take hold and we can guide our direction. Although mm. most of what happens around us is simply happening. Yeah. And it's all about how we react to what is happening around us. That really determines what the result that we get is. It's all about our reaction to things. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say in terms of, cause you're right. And right now, I mean, there's, I don't know if it's any other time in history, but there's a lot of turmoil right now going on. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. So what would you say to people to start to perhaps react or respond in a, in a different way or in a more empowering way than maybe we have been up to this point? I think it's really simple and some people might disagree I think it comes down to focusing on you, focusing mm. on yourself. Mm. It, it goes back to that conversation I had with my mentor. Hey, I want to move up in the company to help other people. He's like, before you can help other people, you need to help yourself. There's a lot of people out there who who are supporting a certain side, which is awesome. Like support people, help people. That's great. But then you take a look at them and it's like, you need to focus on you before you can focus on others. The greatest change that you can make is by developing and improving in yourself. If you can do that, you're automatically a coach for other people. You're automatically a role model for other people. The greatest role models never set out to be a role model. Hmm. Focus on you. Focus on the one area of your life that is bringing down all the other areas, whether it's your Hmm. emotions or your physical body or your finances, your relationships, your spirituality. If you're broke and you're in debt, it's going to be very, very hard to stay conscious of your emotions because you're constantly thinking about being broke. Right. If you are 60 pounds heavier, right? Or if you're 60 pounds overweight, I should say you're obese. Really, if you're simply just not happy with the way that you look when you look in the mirror, no matter what you weigh or whatever a doctor tells you, then it's going to be very difficult to focus on finances. Mm. So take that one area of life and ask yourself, well, this is what I'd recommend. Rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in your emotions your physical body, finances, relationships, spirituality, the one that's the lowest, simply put all of your eggs in that one basket, start focusing on that one area and mm-hmm. seeing growth in that area. You'll start making improvements within a week or two. You'll, you'll see the results immediately and start focusing on there because once, I mean, you've heard it, uh, the rising tide raises all boats. Mm. Right. If you focus on that one area, all the other ones will improve as a result. And that's exactly what happened for me. And yeah. that's exactly what people can do right now is focus on you and continue to get better yourself. 
Yeah. I love that. And um, for those of you, I know I introduced Brandon as he's got the be better broadcast, but if you're not watching on video is, 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 his taglines be better, right? He's got a shirt, he's got the, <laughs> the logo in the studio set up that way. And, and I think that's what you're talking about is what's that one area? How can we focus on being better in that one area? And as I do improve that, I'm going to notice the other areas in my life are going to start to have a tendency to get better. So I think that's such good advice, man. Pick one and just focus on let's go change that. Let's go work on that. Let's improve that. Yeah. So good. I think the presupposition here we're working from too, to go off of that. And Tony Robbins says it. he says, your DNA is not your destiny. Yeah. If you've been a specific way up until now in your life, if you're 45, 50, you know, even 30 something, and you're like, this is just the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. It's very important to believe that you can make the change that you want to see. There was a time in my life where I really did believe I would always be the fat kid. I, I truly believe that to my core. Mm-hmm. And I broke that belief once I started realizing that I could make progress in this right. area. And it, that started in high school when I did it the first time, not the right way, but that really did spark the belief. Wow. I can change my body for mm. those who are struggling with finances. You can change your finances. It might take some time. It might take a lot of time, but I, I mean, that's all we've got is time. Time's mm. going to pass anyways. Mm. So why not decide how we're going to spend that time while we're here to be able to spend it? Hmm. So great, man. So great. <laughs> um, let's, we obviously we're talking about as we go along, but, but really one of your messages is also that idea of self-mastery. And I like the way you put it too, that self-mastery is not, a destination, but an ongoing pursuit, right? I mean, it's something that, you know, I was just doing a yoga class this morning and yoga, you never master yoga. It's a practice, right? Meditation, all these things. And, and self-mastery is no different that uh, the journey to self-mastery is ongoing, but you teach, uh, of course, I, I know we talked briefly about, about the five P's to self-mastery. So why don't we jump into some of that stuff? Because sure. I believe wholeheartedly in exactly what you're saying that the key, the major key to changing our lives is to changing ourselves. And the greater difference we can make in our own lives, the greater difference we can make in other people's lives. So I couldn't agree more. So I'm really excited to dive into these topics. A hundred percent. So you mentioned earlier, the goal setting course Mm -hmm. that I created that because I mean, you've probably heard the study where I won't go into the study. It's a Harvard study from 1979, Mm -hmm. but there was a goal setting study done at Harvard University where they found that only 3% of the people in that room actually had clear, concise, and written goals for their life. Right. Most people, and I challenge you to do this. I'm sure you do it all the time with what you do. Most people don't have a plan. They don't have a financial plan. They don't have a physical plan. They don't have a plan for their career. It's, it's absolutely astounding. And for those listening, ask yourself, what is your plan right now? I always ask people when I even network, what are you working on right now? What's the project you're working on? And so many people say, what do you mean? And I say, well, what, what's the project you're working? Like, what are you creating right now? What's your next thing? What's mm-hmm. the next thing you're focused on? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know it. And this is even with myself. Sometimes I'll go a month and I'll be like, I didn't even create an intention for the last month. Mm. And when you, the the point is when you sit down and when you actually create an intention and a plan for what you want, that's when all of this crazy, unexplainable stuff starts to happen that helps you to actually move towards that outcome. The first P of the five is you got to have a plan to move forward without a plan. You're just wandering you're not moving in any specific direction. And a lot of people don't create a plan because it can be scary deciding on a specific outcome. But if you don't decide on a specific outcome, then you're just going to end up wherever the wind blows you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You are. I mean, hundred percent. It's uh, I find that in the line of work that I do, the business I'm in when often the most common answer is to tell me about your dream. What do you really want? What are your goals? Is I just want to be comfortable, which a course is very vague and any kind of vague outcome is going to produce vague, vague results, right? Where specificity becomes it. So the first P is having a plan. Right? So yeah. what's, what's the intention? Where am I going? Then I imagine inside of that plan, what are some of the steps I'm going to take too? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then you think about, okay, so when people make a plan, even those listening, ask yourself, when you make a plan, what's, what's one of the greatest difficulties in actually accomplishing that plan, especially for the entrepreneurs listening who are working a full-time job, and they're building a brand and building mm-hmm. a business. Mm-hmm. The number one thing is time. Sure, they don't have the time to do it, but it's not that they don't even have the time to do it. It's that number one, they don't have the plan. Number two, they don't have the power 
and the energy necessary Mm -hmm. in order to bring that plan to fruition. Power Mm -hmm. is everything. When I say power, I'm talking about your physical body. Sure. But I'm also talking about exactly what we've been talking about this whole conversation, which is your thoughts Mm -hmm. and your awareness. There's two things that determine the way that you feel in any waking moment. It's your body and it's your mind. And it's not even just Mm -hmm. about you know, getting yourself into peak physical shape while that's great. And that can be very important. There's a lot of people out there who are in, they look amazing, but they still don't have the energy. For sure. Right. And and there's a lot that I talk about in terms of, well, how can you create in a sense, infinite energy? Hmm. It's not even creating it as much as it is planning your days around the key steps in the plan that you've created. Like for me, when I'm creating something new, I'm not working until six, seven, eight, nine PM at night. I still, to this day, my goal is to be done with all of my big rocks, all of the important things by 4 p.m. That's my cutoff. The reason Mm -hmm. being, my wife gets home at 4 Mm p.m. And I like to spend that time with her because that's the most important thing to me, right? Family, health, business. And I'd even say that I put health in front of family at times because how can you show up for your family if you don't have health, right? right? You don't even have the energy, the focus to give to the people that you're with. So you have to have the power to actually see the plan through. A lot goes into that, such as structuring your day, mm-hmm. the way that you eat, when you're actually eating food. Like I talk mm-hmm. about intermittent fasting. Yeah, I love I, intermittent fasting. Yeah. I was going to say, you seem like you do intermittent fasting because you seem yeah. like you're in great shape. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a lot that goes into power, but without power, it's going to be practically impossible to see your plan to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I That's awesome, man. I think that... Um, you know, in all the books that I've read, all the the all the all the years of personal growth. Of course, some people do talk a bit about it, but often, even for myself, I teach a lot on mindset. However, what I'm noticing as I'm listening to you talk is I'm probably missing that component of teaching a lot of the power stuff, which are things that I do do, and it is so important, right? If you don't have the physical energy and the mental energy to go and execute on the things that are important to you, I mean, we can have the best plan in the world, but without that, how do we do it? That's the one that most people are struggling with, man. I mean, we, I've been intermittent fasting since I was 21 when I started really taking control of my physical body. So I've, I started intermittent fasting before everyone was talking about intermittent fasting because I heard one guy for sure, (laughs) literally, absolutely. Now it's a huge thing and it's very easy to get information about it. But back then I heard it from one guy. He's actually the creator of Kino body. His name is Greg O'Gallagher. Okay. Have you ever heard of Greg O'Gallagher? No. Very interesting individual. He's in impeccable shape. He's always been since I've known him. I don't know him, but since I've known of him. Right. But I would check out things such as intermittent fasting, because if you think about it, people think that food gives you energy. It's the exact opposite. Food Mm. actually drains you of energy, right? Right. You never feel more energized most of the time after eating a meal than before. Intermittent Mm -hmm. fasting is the idea that you're conserving your energy throughout the day so Mm -hmm. that you can really focus on what's important. I mean, we could could talk about that. That could be its own entire episode, probably with an actual health expert. Totally. But you got to have the power to actually see through what it is you're wanting to see through. Yeah. And, and if you're new to the show, by the way, and Brandon, you might know her. Do you know Dr. Mindy Pels? I don't. Oh, I'll, I'll send you an episode after. So I interviewed you probably, cool. I don't know, two, three months ago, fasting expert. If you're new to the show, you haven't listened to that one, go listen to that one. It is a deep dive on the benefits and power of intermittent fasting and strategy too. And, and I couldn't agree more with Brandon. So if, uh, if it's not something you've put into your life to at least try, right? I mean, you know, information is always just that it's information, but it's nothing until we do something with it and see how you feel, right? Test it out for yourself and notice what works. So, okay. So you got a plan, clear outcome. Where are we going? What are some of the steps I want to start taking? I'm working on my power and energy improving that. Then we're getting into what? When I started my business in 2019, I was running in every single direction. And it wasn't until I saw it somewhere. It might've been a book that I read, but it was about your zone of genius. Okay. And it was about identifying what is, what is it that you do that you would never outsource to anybody else? What is it about mm. you that's, that's special? What is it that you enjoy doing and that you're also skilled at doing that you wouldn't want to give to somebody? Because I was focused on my social media. I was focused on product creation. I was focused on client fulfillment and and actually serving my community. And my business took off 
once I started focusing on what I enjoyed doing, which is serving my clients mm-hmm. and creating the products. When I, most of my content, like for those who look at my pages and, and even mm-hmm. when you looked at my pages, you probably saw most of it is video content mm-hmm. because I love podcasting. I mm-hmm. love creating videos. I mm-hmm. just, I enjoy that. It's just something I've always enjoyed. It's different for everybody. Once I handed off the video editing portion of what I do, right? my business grew like 600 times that year. It was mm-hmm. also the year that I started working with Dai. So it's hard to say really which sure. did what, yeah. but Dai said the same things. He's like, you're doing too many things. The third P is yeah. honing in on your purpose, mm. honing in on what it is about you that makes you special. Really the, the change that you want to see created in the world. For me, my mission, my purpose is I want to help as many people as possible create a 1% positive difference in their life. Hmm. Imagine if you improve by 1% every single day. Yes, a lot of people, it, it's, it's exponential. A lot of people For think sure. it's like 365% over a year. I had a math friend who's very analytical. Who's like, Brandon, he said to me after a training, he's like, Brandon, that's not actually correct. And I was like, what do you mean? 1% over 365 days. He's like, no, Brandon, you've got to take 1% yeah. and put it to the power of right. 365. And yeah. I was like, I don't even know how to do that. And he's like, well, I'll make it easy. He's like, that's 37% growth over the course of a year by improving 1% each day. So imagine what you could do in three years and five years and 10 years. Imagine if you could do those things even sooner because you decided to focus on what you enjoy doing in your business. There's a lot of new solopreneurs, entrepreneurs out there who are doing everything and they're burned out and they're not enjoying their business anymore because they're not giving away the reins to other people. Mm. Once I hired my first employee, his name is Errol. He's from the Philippines. Mm. I pay him $500 a month to Mm. do all of my video editing and work Mm. 40 hours a week just Mm. with me. Mm. And so many entrepreneurs out there can be doing the same exact thing with an admin assistant, a social media manager, Mm. a video editor, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's allowed me to really focus and spend the time on what actually moves the needle in my business and focus on my unique purpose. Amazing, man. Amazing. You know, it's interesting in being in the recruiting and training business that I do is that that's one of the things we talk about all the time is, is staff, right? Have people that, because in our business, admin is such an important part. You need it, right? Obviously. And yet if you're, you're the driver, you're the entrepreneur, that's not where the best time is spent. And a lot of people still, they do, they spend their time, you know, working on tasks that I mean, sometimes it's, it might even be something you kind of enjoy the admin, but it's not necessarily the highest return in in the business that I'm in anyways, right? 100%. And it's important too, before you can even start outsourcing these things, you have to ask yourself the questions that you just said. What is your zone of genius? Right. What are your unique abilities? And what do you do better? Because everyone listening, you do better. You're better at something than every other person listening to this podcast. You have a superpower. Hmm. And I didn't I didn't believe this at first. I discovered that my superpower was I love to teach. Hmm. And that's something that I never want to outsource. If anything, I'll train other people and I'll still be a part of that. Right. But when I started training sales teams and educating and helping people, like since I was a young age, I always remember I'd come home from school, I'd run up the stairs and I would regurgitate to my dad every single thing that I learned that day, just reteaching him everything interesting that I learned. And he was kind. He was like, oh, yeah, that's nice, son. That's very interesting. You know, like anyone who wasn't really interested would say. Right. But that's when I started to realize educating is my purpose. That's what I really enjoy doing. So how can I not do every other thing that I'm doing so that I can simply focus on educating and helping people? Mm, that's that, the man. third P. Yeah. Amazing. Zone of genius. I've never heard it put that way. And it's so great. You've got me thinking about that for myself of where can I tighten up on that and spend my time doing what I love and what I'm great at. Uh, Thank you for that. What's the fourth P? Exactly how we met. Surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm. This one, I didn't fully understand the fourth P until last year when I met somebody named Christine Smith. For those who don't know Christine Smith, go follow her on LinkedIn. She's absolutely incredible. She's the CEO of Ripple Effects. And she essentially says, when you meet somebody, you cannot even fathom the ripple effect that that creates in the world. 
we're so often thinking about how we can see this plan that we created to come to fruition. We're thinking about how we can summon this power in our life, how we can find our purpose. There's a book out there called Who, Not How. And it's by Dan Sullivan, which many people know, and, and uh, Dr. Ben, I don't know his last name, but incredible book. It's pretty much saying that you don't need to know how to do something. All you need to know is who to talk to, who can help you to achieve that goal. The only reason we're doing this right now and having this conversation that might even make a profound impact on one person listening mm. is because I met Die mm-hmm. through somebody else that I met who then introduced me to you. And he said, hey, you got to meet Ben. You two are very similar. You both have shows. You're both impacting a lot of people. And here we are having a conversation on your show mm-hmm. because I made it a point to find and connect and meet with new people. You don't need to have, when you meet people, a lot of people think that when you network, like networking is like a scary word. It used to be for me at least because mm-hmm. I never knew what to talk to people about. I'm like, okay, well, what if I can't directly help them? What right. if I don't know someone to introduce them to? You have no idea the ripple effect that it will create when you meet somebody, even if you can't help them now, even if they have no relation to your business, to your industry, the more people you know, the better. Obviously, it's good to strategically meet the right people. But if you know and have a strong network of people, there's nothing that you can't achieve. Hmm. That's the fourth P. But there's there's a second side to this coin, though. It's also the people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis. Totally. And this isn't new information, right? I mean, everyone listening has probably heard the Jim Rohn quote, you are the three to five people that you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. I learned that firsthand. I remember when I started making these giant changes in my life when I was 21, I had a best friend who I had known since childhood. Mm -hmm. And he's still a friend. It's not like I excommunicated him for my life. He's He's still a friend, a buddy. I haven't seen him in a long time, but mm-hmm. we still text every now and then. This person was on the opposite wavelength of what I wanted to create. I wanted to build a business. He wanted to stay home and play video games. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get my body in shape. He wanted to do drugs all day, mm-hmm. right? We were just very different people. Great person, love mm-hmm. him as a human being. Mm-hmm. But I found that when I spent more time with him, I made slower progress towards what it is I want. Yeah. So rather than, because again, we could talk about this all day. Yeah. I challenge those listening, Ask yourself, who are the three people that you are spending the most time around right now in your life? Yeah. And are these people charging your battery or are they draining your battery? How right. do you feel after you leave their presence? If the answer is I'm feeling drained, I'm not feeling better off than when I started that conversation, it's time to surround yourself with different like-minded people. Yeah. Uh, it's so good, man. So good. And and I, I obviously, as as you know, I mean, on, on the journey to building a great life, you go through that at different stages too, don't you? I mean, you've got the friend that you talked about and then probably as you progressed, there was now I'm, you're chasing a new level and, uh, and then it requires a, even a new association group, a new people I'm going to surround myself with. And and I found for myself, this was one of the harder things for me to to build the life that I wanted. It was one of the harder things to get the success because because we do love these people so much, a lot of these people in our lives and we care about, I found it was challenging in the beginning to think of that because in in my mind at the time, I felt like, oh man, it's kind of like I'm almost leaving them behind or whatever. And, and and perhaps maybe you're listening, thinking something like that. Like, hey, this is my best buddy. This is one of my great friends. She's amazing. He's incredible. Um, but they're not elevating you. They're not you know, like Brandon said, you're maybe you're feeling worse being around them than you are feeling better. You're feeling you know, down rather than charged up. It uh, learning to practice limited association becomes the key in that, right? Jim Rohn again. That's right. Classic, right? You know, that's right. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier too. Focus on you. The best yeah. way you can help those people who are quote unquote yeah. behind you a bit, like one step behind, two steps behind, is by focusing on you, yeah. growing, improving. I remember this was actually quite a moment, and this happened really recently, a couple months ago. It was the first time that I physically saw this friend again for two years. Actually, I had a new car. He's like, you got a new car? And I'm like, yeah, I've had that for two years. And he's like, oh, well, I haven't seen it. We we got together and we met again. We went to an open mic night, which was a lot of fun. I love playing guitar. I love to sing. Cool. And he looked at me and he's like, I just want to tell you that when you told me that you wanted to spend less time with me, I was kind of harsh in my original text to him because I didn't really know how to go about this. <laughs> yeah. Like what you said, it was a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. So I literally, I feel bad thinking about it, but it was a text message. Yeah. And I said, hey man, 
we spend a lot of time together. We want very different things. I'm going in this direction. You're going in this direction. It's like I was breaking up with him, totally. right? Yeah. I, I pretty much did. Yeah. He said, Brandon, when you sent me that text, it really hurt me for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was actually very depressed about it for a long time. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is, where's this going, right? Yeah. And he said, but it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. Wow. Because when you sent me that text and after I went through that, that hump, it made me realize that I need to make some changes in my own life. Mm-hmm. So again, me focusing on me mm-hmm. helped him indirectly. So get around the right people and focus on improving yourself. A hundred percent, man. I love that. And I think the other thing too, that one of the questions, if you're struggling with it, that you have to ask yourself is at the end of the day, right? The reason why you're even considering it, there's a dream in your heart. There's something you're looking for. There's something greater you can see. And when our time comes to leave this lifetime, anyways, this planet here, and you're in those last moments, I don't think we're going to be asking, who did I spend the most time with? But instead, was I true to myself? Wow. Did I become who I really wanted to be? And these are deep questions that cause us to take some new actions that cause us to really consider things that we may need to change that might be tough to change. You know, perhaps people that we're going to stop spending as much time with, perhaps things that we love, maybe enjoy doing, maybe not love to do, but enjoy, but they're not helping us in the pursuit of our best selves. So it's, it's challenging, but uh, I think when we get to the end of our lifetime, obviously I'm not there. I hope, I hope it's a long way away. (laughs) Uh, But I think when we get there, I think those are some of the the tough questions that we got to answer. And yeah. Do you follow Ed Milet? Yeah. We're in the same business, same company. I've known, known Ed for oh my 15 God. years now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So he is one of my, one of my favorite human beings to listen yeah. to, to watch just an absolute inspiration. And it, so it, you know, the quote from him where he believes that when you die, you come to face the you that right. you could have been yeah. if you had maxed out and if you had given it your all. And he's like, the scariest thing for me is meeting that person and seeing them be a completely evolved version of, of who I am and what I actually became. And I think about that all the time. And it's the one thing from Ed that I, that I constantly think about and it. It gets my ass up and it gets me moving, man. It really mm-hmm. does. For sure. Yeah. It's an amazing thing to think about. It, it really is. Uh, that's awesome. I'm not surprised you love it. <laughs> we got to have that on your show, brother. We I, I, I can't wait. That's a dream for sure to get him on for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what's the last P? Let's jump into that. It's very similar to everything we've been talking about. And we kind of already mentioned it. We think of this plan that we create. And this is why creating a big goal, a big plan. And again, it's cliche. You think of Grant Cardone, 10X, you know, whatever you want, 10X that number, 10X that right. goal. He doesn't just say that for no reason. I mean, the man went from Grant Cardone, he went from being broke at 40 to now being a multi-billionaire in real estate and he's 60 and he completely reinvented his entire life. And that idea of 10xing your goal of thinking big, you, you heard of Les Brown, right? I mean, every, everyone knows Les Brown. He says, don't be afraid to shoot for the stars because even if you miss, you'll land amongst or you'll land by the moon. Technically, that's the correct phrase since the moon is closer than the stars. Yeah, but right. uh, I think he reverses <laughs> the quote. So, yeah. you know, don't scrutinize me in the comments, guys. But yeah. the point is, set a big goal because we think about a giant goal similar to how we think about hiking a mountain for those who hike. I live near the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, so I hike a lot. And when sometimes you'll actually park at the trailhead, you'll be in the parking lot and you look up and you see the summit, you can kind of see where you're going to be. And it seems like an insurmountable goal, but you're not just going to jump from the trailhead to the summit. You take step by step by step, 1% every minute along the way, along the path to get to the summit. Sometimes it takes you two hours. Sometimes it takes you 12 hours to get to the summit 15 miles later. You'll have rock falls you got to climb. You'll have mud pits you have to traverse around. You might you might go the wrong way and you got to turn around and, and find the right way. Mm. The point is making 1% progress every single day towards the goal. That might mean doing one thing each day in order to help you make further progress. And after a year, to your community, to the friends that you surround yourself with, you're going to appear as a superhero Mm. because most people, 97% of people are simply coasting along and you're not that type of person. If you're listening, you are the 3% who has a goal, who, who wants to fuel their success. One thing each day, a lot of people create a goal, Ben, 
And they think that they have to start like doing 10 things a day towards it and they burn out and they, they lose the lust that they had at the beginning when really all you need to do is one thing. The fifth mm. P is making progress towards the goal. That's beautiful. Which is the most important. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like too, is that um, I think that's one of those reminders is sometimes to just remember that, all right, maybe today wasn't as strong as I wanted to, but I'm going to take something, do something yeah, yeah. towards it. And I love that, love that you teach that and, and share that idea of, of progress, progress. And I think I'm, I'm sure you do this in your life too, but the idea of sometimes when we're feeling down on ourselves, I think it's important to look back on the progress we have made. Yeah. And to look at, you know, where was I a year ago, three years ago, five years, whatever it might be. And, and there's certainly guaranteed there's, if you're looking for it, you'll find it. There's areas you've gotten better. There's things that you're better at today than there's things you're doing in your life today that the five year before this version of you could have never even handled. Yes. And um, I find my, I got to remind myself that I think as an achiever, it's tough sometimes because we want outcomes. We want, I see where I'm going and I'm not quite there yet. So it's easy for us to often at times feel like, it's just a way it's a way, but we forget often. I forget anyways of, you know, I think about where I was a decade ago, where I was five years ago compared to now. And it's, it's a completely different person probably. Right. Oh, hundred percent different worlds, right. Different worlds. You're reading, you're reading the everyday hero manifesto. And the reason I bring that up is there is a chapter about Ben Franklin's 13 principles. And right. I think they're called something else, but you have, have you gotten to that part yet? Not yet. No. It's absolutely incredible. The 13 principles, Robin Sharma talks about it, but that book led me down a rabbit hole to the point where I bought the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Okay. And it's like 43 pages, very, very small text, and it's all old English, but it's still very easy to read. You just got to read it a little bit slower. And Ben Franklin, every single day, he spoke to exactly what you just said. Sometimes we forget how much we've done. Well, we have to remind ourselves. And Ben Franklin actually reminded, he reminded himself every single day of two things. What is my intention for the day? What is the big thing that I want to accomplish today? And if it's a day where you're feeling like, you know, I've, I'm just feeling burned out. Well, okay. Mm. What's the small thing that you can accomplish today? And the next day you go back to that journal page and you write down what you are proud of that you accomplished that day. Mm. It can be something as simple as I was able to have dinner with my family around the table. Yeah. It can be something as simple as I went to the gym and I was only there for 20 minutes, but I haven't been for a year and it was a giant step in the right direction. Right. What you track grows. Yeah. What you focus on improves. Yeah. So if you're tracking what you're doing every single day, then it's only it's impossible. You'd have to try not to make progress. Right. So rather than think, okay, well, what do I need to do in 90 days? Well, what do you need to do today? Hmm. And then when you look back in 90 days, you realize all that you've done. Like when I create a new product, mm -hmm. I, I used to set yearly goals and 10 mm -hmm. year goals. And I still do, but in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Now I set 90 day goals. Mm -hmm. I set goals for each quarter and every month, I assess my progress so far, but each day I know that I'm doing something towards that goal. So track what you do every day, but start small. Like mm -hmm. again, it's just 1% growth, right? It's not 50% growth each day. 1% growth, start small and just notice where you end up after even a month of doing this. Hmm. One of the things I notice about you, Brennan, is that you're very intentional. Um, you know, it's not an accident that you are where you are and how much your life has changed, but even the idea of beginning every day with what is that main intention today? I know you brought up the, the analogy of big rocks earlier, but what's that, what's that thing I want to get done and then uh, paying attention to the progress. And I think that being as intentional as you are that, I mean, we both know this as we've talked about uh, before recording too, but how a lot of this stuff really is about our mindset. It's really about what are the thoughts that we're creating and often what we're doing in the thoughts that we're creating, it's actually what are the questions that we're asking ourselves? So as you're beginning your day, what's my intention? It's a great question to think about. What am I proud of is a great question to mm -hmm. think about because it causes us to look for an answer, right? It, I, I told you at the beginning, man, in my mind, I'm still the fat kid. Hmm. And if I don't set that intention, if I don't ask myself what I'm proud of at the, at the end of that day, if I don't follow these five P's, I will go back to who I was before. Mm. And that right there is fuel enough for me to do what it takes today 
in order not to be the fat Brandon, the depressed Brandon. I know the strategy that will lead me there. I I know what I need to do in order to be that person. So I simply choose instead to do these things while they're not easy, but it's, it's also not easy to become fat. You've got to work really hard to get fat. You do. Mm-hmm. You need to eat a lot of food. You need mm-hmm. to work really hard to be depressed. Mm-hmm. You just truly do. And so many of us, including myself at that point, I trained myself in the strategy that got me what I didn't want. So right. really what these five P's are is adopting a strategy that will get you what will actually help you to live an extraordinary life. It's, it's amazing, man. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad we spent the time today, invested the time today to bring value. Like you said, even if it's one person, I know it's going to be a lot more than that, but uh, it's, it's incredible. I'm looking forward to just building a better friendship with you too and, and getting to spend a bunch of time together. Um, before we wrap up the show, uh, where I know you mentioned LinkedIn, that's, I think that's one of the platforms you use a lot, but where's the best place or other places for people to find you as well? A couple of places. If you want to have a conversation, which I would love to meet you in network, goes to the fourth P of people, right? I, I would love to have that conversation on LinkedIn. Go there, mm-hmm. shoot me a message. If you're not on LinkedIn right now and you're an entrepreneur, highly recommend you jump on there because it's such an untapped territory of potential. Mm-hmm. And again, we could talk about that at a different time, but LinkedIn. The second one, if you want to just dive more into these specific trainings, even certain trainings on building a coaching business, mm-hmm. then my YouTube channel is where mm-hmm. you can go. We, we just can't really start a conversation there because it's YouTube, yeah. but connect with me in both places. And, and that's I'd love to Brandon have Eastman. That's yeah. Both. yeah. Okay. Just Brandon Eastman on both platforms. Okay. Yep. And then your podcast is the Be Better Broadcast, correct? Yeah. And you're going to be on it in a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited excited about about it, man. Me too. We're going to have a blast with that for sure. You're a great Um, host, brother. I appreciate the, how you added to the conversation. You know, a lot of podcasts people listen to, it's just question, 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 but this was really a conversation and it was very real. And I definitely believe people will get something out of this. hundred percent. Thanks, man. It's much appreciated. So in closing, we've, we've covered the five P's. We've covered a bit of your journey amongst many other things. What, what do you want? If, if people never got to hear from Brandon Eastman again, what would you want to leave them with? What's the one thing you'd want them walking away from this? Learn how to lead yourself. Mm. Determine that one area of life right now that is holding the other ones back Mm. and just get going on making that 1% progress in that one one area and just notice how your life begins to change before your eyes. Beautiful. I love it. Brandon, thank you so much. Everybody listening. Hey, I know you're going to love this. Go check out Brandon. Connect with him on LinkedIn. Share the episode. Uh, Make sure to tag Brandon and myself as you do. If you're new to the show, would love to have you subscribe. And everybody listening, whether you're new, whether you've been listening since day one, do us a favor. Share this with somebody. One person, two people. Let's get this information out there. Brandon, thank you so much. Appreciate you, brother. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben.